Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Vish from Six Rings Canes with another one of our audio-only quick hitters talking about the uh, instant reaction to the Hurricanes going to the Pinstripe Bowl, which, you know, wasn't entirely off the table, but I'm going to get into a little bit on how that happened and the uh, the process of uh, Florida State getting screwed, frankly, out of the playoffs um, and how that cascaded down through everything else to to um cause the hurricanes to to end up down in the uh in the pinstripe bowl but but first let's just talk talk about the elephant in the room we talked about this on the six rings Kane show last monday um depending on how the playoffs shook out that would definitely impact whether or not the cane you know the the, the bowl order selection for the acc so when um florida state won I think the ACC's assumption, and we're going to get into them in a minute, um, was that they would get selected to the playoffs, which meant Louisville would go to the Orange Bowl, and they kind of had it aligned that way. Well, obviously that didn't happen. And because that didn't happen, the ACC was left with their their pants down essentially they were caught unawares they um didn't and and their the bowls for them trickled out way after um the rest of the uh the conferences so it was kind of a wait on Sunday but let's go ahead and start with the uh the the, the decision not to put Florida State in the playoffs i mean it's it's an absurd decision and and you know this is a hurricane show and if we're saying it, you can imagine how bad it is um they did everything asked of them they went undefeated and, and, and the issue where this is kind of broadly relevant outside of Florida State is the lack of foresight from the ACC, the lack of proactivity. Um, their TV partners, ESPN, prefers another conference over them, flatly. And they essentially made a business decision to screw over the, the meritorious undefeated champion of the ACC in in um in lieu of leaving out the SEC who is their their most important business partner they've given way too much money to the SEC and they did not want to see them left out so even though you know using a merit based evaluation Alabama should not have been in the playoffs and there should not have been an SEC team in the playoffs but ESPN wasn't going to allow that and so it didn't happen and the ACC should have been proactive on that. They should have been politicking behind the scenes. They should have, they should have threatened to, to end the TV contracts. They should, have, they should have gone kitchen sink because, and and you know, there's a lot of talk now. Oh, this is why we have to leave the ACC. Look, that grant of rights is is strong. They're we're locked in. So is Florida State. So is Clemson. So is everyone else that is complaining about it. And that's also why you can't get out. Otherwise, they already would have. Like, this is not a last straw situation that they were like, oh, we'll see what happens. They want out. They can't get out because of that. No, that's changed. But the ACC as a conference can break TV contracts. The Granite Rights passed the uh, the uh, rights for all the home games for these schools to the ACC as an entity. The ACC as an entity has power, and they should have used it here. They didn't, of course. They just assumed that ESPN and the playoff committee would put in Florida State because they were deserving, and that's not how this works. And 
it's not how it worked. And they ended up in a situation where, you know, those those teams were not um, um, in those teams were not in those teams were not put into the playoffs. And, 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 and so because of that, so what they thought they had was Louisville as the second highest ACC team going to the Orange Bowl. Because that didn't happen, everyone else slid because now Florida State's in the Orange Bowl. But it was really a dereliction of duty on the ACC's part. Number one, that that happened. Um, and, and, you know, they continue to be weak and, and not lacking complete, any kind of forward vision and, and they need to show backbone here and they did not. And, and this is the results. Um, and it's another example of the ACC just not being run at a high level in areas that are easily addressable. Like they need to have been forceful. They need to have been politicking. They need to have been pushing hard. They need to have pushed back against that narrative that, an SEC team has to be in there because that's ultimately what the deciding factor was. They decided they were not going to have a situation where there were no SEC teams in the playoffs. And that is what impacted Florida State. Uh, ACC really needed to be forceful pushing back against that. They weren't, you know, they thought everything would work out. They had a good faith belief in their broadcast partners that the right thing would be done. And it was naive and it was stupid and it cost Florida State, but it also, and where it's relevant to Miami immediately, is it messed up the bowl order. So, some of the, as the bowls start, the, the selections started trickling out, you know, there was a hang-up, and, and all other bowls were announced except for four, um, four bowls that, uh, which were the, the Pinstripe, the Military, the Sun Bowl, and the, um, and the, uh, the Mayo Bowl. So, one of the, the interesting things here is Notre Dame's special treatment means they get, they get a slot two there. So, it was Notre Dame, Miami, North Carolina, and Virginia Tech in play for those um, four bowls. And, of course, you know, people want Notre Dame. And so, it turns out that one of the holdups was because Pinstripe, uh, Mayo, and... Sunbowl all wanted Notre Dame, they end up drawing names out of a hat. Essentially, they put the bowl names in a hat and they drew the one out and whoever won got Notre Dame. That ended up being the Sunbowl. And so after that happened, you know, it, the rest of the bowls kind of aligned to teams going to their home. North Carolina obviously playing in Charlotte's a home game. And then Annapolis is actually kind of far from Virginia Tech, but it's not that bad. Uh, well, actually, it's kind of that bad. It's probably like an eight-hour drive, but it's somewhat geographically close, so they'll be going there to the military board, and of course the Canes will be going to the the uh, Pinstripe Bowl against Rutgers um, on December 28th. But this is, this is a bad day for the ACC as a conference, and it is, it is totally... Um, it's totally because they just they just do not have any forward vision, and you know we we can talk about you know certain things around money and whatever. This is just poorly run. The officiating is horrible. It was again in the championship game last night. You know, just completely one sided as usual. Incompetence. I mean, I have not forgot the Boston College game where they tried to give an untime down and had to call central office and get it explained to them that that's not how the rules work. I mean, this is, these are, they're, they're chronic issues. The ACC 
has refused to address. And, you know, a lot of them collaborated here, um, generally not being for forefront, not being cutting edge, not being ambitious, you know, in terms of expansion, in terms of ball politicking, ball politicking. Like, had they expanded and grabbed bigger name teams, which they there were opportunities to do, you know, and no offense to Stanford, Cal, and SMU, but there are bigger fish out there they absolutely had access to. You know, there's a less of a chance FSU gets screwed over. Um, but instead, that's exactly what happened. Um, and, and and this is all related to the, the ACC just constantly being reactive. You know, they've ignored the poor quality of officiating. It impacted multiple of our games as well as other games this year. And it's everything about this conference is is run in a sloppy manner, and the bowl selection process was no different. As uh, no one kind of had any clue what was going on, you know, and some of the national reporters were getting frustrated, like, how do we not know the Bulls? How do we not know who's playing where? And these are good questions that didn't have an answer, and it was because they were they were busy drawing names out of a hat, which I'm assuming is in the bowl selection contract. Usually these things just get discussed, and people say, all right, I'll take this team, I'll take that team. When you know they all have equal rights to the teams, and it doesn't come to that, but you know it's an, it's another it's just another embarrassment for a con uh, conference that is treating, um, you know, a series of I would say on their own individually minor issues, but don't understand the collective and cumulative effect of of being a conference that has run poorly, and and that is frankly what what has happened here. And I say this to someone that. That covers this conference. I went to the basketball tip-off. I interacted with a lot of these people. They're good people, you know. But you, you have to understand the landscape you're working in. The fact that they could not see all of the money and the and the 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 closed hand relationship between the SEC and ESPN, and they couldn't see this coming when ESPN sent their people out there to talk up the Alabama case and really. All of a sudden, Florida State wasn't good enough, and this happened. Sorry, I mean a few weeks ago, even before Jordan Travis got Travis got injured, just in case, because they needed to. They were in a situation where Texas had beaten Alabama, and if Alabama ends up the top SEC team, and there's undefeated, there's three undefeated teams, and Texas has beat Alabama, you have an SEC problem. So they were looking to figure out a way to get an undefeated Florida State out anyway, even with Jordan Travis, and and even though that didn't even though he got injured giving them their excuse, like, they were looking to do that anyway. I mean, we should also be clear about that. This is not a, oh, it's too bad he got injured, otherwise they would have made it. They would have found another reason. And they would have found another reason because that that is that is what they were operating on. They were working on behalf of their most valued partner, which is the SEC, not the ACC. In, in a merit-based system, none of this would have happened, but it's never been that, and it's not going to be that going forward. Yeah, they're expanding to 12 teams, you know, Florida State would obviously get, get in as a high-ranked conference champion. They would have hosted a game. But um, that doesn't mean that they're still not going to be the same effect when you start, you know, I mean, what would have Florida State, I think, would have been the only team um, from the ACC in it this year. But, you know, down the road you get, you know, a 10-2 and two type team. Um and you're looking at like an eight-win Missouri team or something. They're going to put the Missouri team in there, and and you know so this is not a problem that's going to go away. They're going to take a clearly worse SEC team and put them in this expanded playoff over 
a team that deserves it. And that's going to continue to happen. And it's exactly what happened here because long ago they stopped evaluating the actual you know, quality of the conference. And let's, let's make no mistake, the SEC has dominated college football the last decade. They've won more championships and had more success. But this year, they weren't good. The ACC had a winning record against the SEC. Um, the ACC played better football. They have more teams bowl eligible. There wasn't actually a good reason to, to DFI the SEC this year. And it didn't matter because long ago it stopped mattering how good they were at football and it shifted into how much money ESPN had sunk into them and how that was more important. And we saw that here. And we're going to see it in the expanded playoff. Like, this is not a problem that goes away. It's a problem that gets worse. Because while Florida State got screwed here, um, and they wouldn't in an expanded playoff, you are now going to really be leaning on the... Uh, when you start looking at who's the 12th best team resumes, you're going to really start leaning on the, well, the SEC as the argument is going to be even stronger because you're talking about teams with two, three, you know, I'm sure SEC teams with five losses will get considered. But uh, we start talking about teams with that many losses that don't have great resumes. It's going to go default to conference garbage more so than it does now. And so it's going to get worse. It's not going to get better. Um, So, you know, the the ACC has not been proactive in leading on this. Um, They have not been proactive in leading, um, their conference forward, and because of that, they were treated like this. And and that the fact that they couldn't see that coming just shows how myopic they are, and how delusional they are about you know where how they're being treated by the media in in a sport where media gives the, the gives everyone money, and so media gets what they want, and for them to not understand that that, that, that was what was going to happen here. It's it's pretty ridiculous. Um, with that said, after names were drawn out of hats, uh, the Canes got Wisconsin. I know Wisconsin. Whew. Wisconsin's terrible, actually. But Wisconsin a few years ago in this bowl. But returning to the scene of the crime of Mark Rick's last game against Wisconsin, the Canes will take on Rutgers in the Bad Boy Mowers pinstripe bowl at 2.15 on Thursday, December 28th. Um, Rutgers, coached by former Canes defensive coordinator Greg Schiano. Everyone thought the uh, former assistants the Canes might go against was uh, was going to be Rhett Lashley. Um, it turns out, nope. It was uh, it's Greg Schiano. Um, throwback to the uh, late '90s, uh, early 2000 Canes defensive coordinator, um, head coach at Rutgers. Rutgers sitting at six and six. Um, lost their last four games. Three of them were to rank teams. None of them were in particularly close. They got lit up by Josh Gaddis in their last game. So, you know, this was a game you'd like to think the Canes could win. Now, of course, Miami comes in here without with, with Jakari Brown. Looks like we'll play quarterback in the bowl game. Um, it has not taken a snap this year. I mean, he has played before, so he's not unknown. He's not an unknown quantity, but, yeah, this is an interesting... Uh, um, interesting, interesting, uh, interesting, uh, game for the Canes to run to a team that is clearly struggling, um, having lost, um, four of four in a row, um, after at one point being six and two, but of course the Canes not, not, you know, struggled down the stretch as well, but then obviously got that last win. Otherwise they'd be on a four game losing streak as well. Um, their games have been a lot more competitive, obviously, than Boston College was a blowout. So, 
you know, with the uncertainty at quarterback, um, that does, you know, bring some variables in this game. We'll obviously have a month to break this down since it's not till December 28th. We'll be talking more about it, uh, more about this on the Six Rings Kane show Monday night at 8.30. We'll have a full breakdown now, I'm sure. The guys lost have opinions on, on the playoff stuff as well. Um, the other thing to, to call out Leonard Taylor, fit made it official today and uh, went into the into the NFL draft, which was expected. Um, so, so I think that that's also you know that's going to be uh, a, um, um, that's going to be the uh, that is going to be the uh, you know the the way that that the team. Um, is going to have to compensate up the middle uh, on that, but you know there's still pretty good squad that the Canes will roll out there. A few a few guys in the portal, um, as as we've talked about, we'll probably re- recap again on tomorrow night's show. But so far, not not too bad, um, and there should be plenty of guys healthy and ready to play that that game in Yankee Stadium. Um, it is not it's not a great great venue to uh play football in obviously um again we have done it before it is uh, one of those situations where you know if you go into the game it won't it won't be a uh it won't be a pleasant viewing experience from the stands um you know there are there are some some seats where you can kind of get a decent view of the field um but none of them are like dead on um or straight on uh, in terms of seats on the side, so you just kind of gotta hope hope you can see well enough, see around the foul pole, that kind of thing. It is it is not not the best uh, not the best uh, football viewing experience, but I mean it'll st- it should still be a cool um, a <coughs> cool experience if you're going out to the game because um, you know it's Yankee Stadium is that is one of the historic. Stadiums in our country, um, obviously, would be uh, would be nicer if uh, if it was in a football stadium. But you know, all things considered, playing a football in Yankee Stadium is pretty pretty cool, and hopefully, it'll be a good experience for the kids who overall have had a year of growth. It's been a good year, and you definitely do not want to end that by losing to Rutgers. Get to eight wins here is certainly a realistic opportunity because Rutgers is very beatable at this point. Um, you know, they're not they're not playing their best ball. Um, and you know the Canes, despite some de- some um, defections in the portal, are still still looking pretty good there. So, you know, it, it's one that I'm sure I, I, don't, I haven't seen online yet. I'm sure the Canes will be pretty heavily favored in, in that game. And you know, it's a Big Ten opponent, so it's an opportunity to to get get a big win there. Um, with that said, again, much more on this on the uh, Sixers Canes Weekly Show Monday night, eight thirty. Um, this is just kind of a quick audio only hit for uh, our podcast subscribers, but yeah, the ACC is going to have a uh, a reckoning. But my concern with that reckoning is that they're so focused on basketball, which has started obviously that they just don't care, and that's been part of the problem. But ironically, the basketball conference is also getting basketball side of the house is getting diminished as well by you know loss of stature. Um, and so it's impacting everything across this camp, this conference, and they're going to have to deal with it at some point. Um, cause this has now become a chronic, chronic problem of the ACC, just not 
not playing the, the the modern game, not politicking, not you know using influence, and it's blown up in their face multiple times. It's blown up in their face on a micro level on March Madness seating, and it did on a large scale here, and that that of course cost Florida State directly, but cascade through the Bulls, and as a result, the Canes are in the Pinstripe Bowl, which is which is again okay in terms of a lower tier bowl or second tier bowl. Um, that said. We'll have more on um, on Monday, 8.30, Six Words Kane Show. Thanks for uh, listening and getting my thoughts. And, uh, yeah, obviously you've got this. You're subscribed. But if not, subscribe to our podcast feed. Follow us on Twitter at Six Three Canes. Um, our YouTube channel, Five Reasons Sports YouTube channel. And, uh, yeah, we'll have a lot more on this bowl game in, 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 uh, in the coming weeks. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.